couple of verses tonight um, that I wanted to share with you. And I want you to take a look with me, uh, if you will, to uh, Psalm 62, verse number 1 through 5. Psalm 62, verse 1 through 5. When you arrive, you can say amen. Anybody bring their Bibles tonight? And your iPhones, your iPods, and all of that. Good to see Yolanda with an iPad tonight. That's amazing. Things are, things are changing. I know the Lord is moving this week. Amen. It says in verse number one, I want you to hear very carefully what God is saying tonight. Because I, I think he wants to do something very special tonight. He says, truly my soul. It's a psalm of David. He says, truly my soul, silently, everybody say silently, waits for God. From him comes my salvation. He only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be greatly moved. How long will you attack a man? You shall be slain, all of you, like a leaning wall and a tottering fence. They only consult to cast him down from his high position. They delight in lies. They bless with their mouth, but they curse inwardly. But here's what the psalmist says. My soul waits silently for God alone. For my expectation is from him. I believe in prayer that is fervent, as the Bible says, and there's a time to cry out and bear our souls before God. But you know, prayer is not meant to be a monologue. Prayer is meant also to be a dialogue. And I would dare say that many of us know how to ask God for something. But I wonder how many of us really know how to listen to God. How to listen to him. How to sit quietly and listen to him. There's another verse, a couple of verses I want to show you um, that I think also will, will help us tonight. As we talk about listening and waiting on the Lord because the reality of it is, is how many of you want God to speak to you, right? Everybody said, God, I want God. How many of you looking for direction? Okay, maybe I'm, I don't know. How many of you need God to give you some answers about some things in your life? You, there's a sense of direction. You need to hear God. There's some uncertainty. There's some unclarity. Uh, there is some doubt. There is some hesitancy. There is something in you that you are saying, I'm not sure what to do next. You need God to show you what to do. I don't know about you. I'm one of those. I need answers. And I don't want to go through this whole week and not get answers from God. 
But, you know, if, if you dominate the conversation with God and you're always talking, you never listen, then how can God ever get a word in edgewise? God speaks to the spirit of his kids. Here Habakkuk says, you can just write this down if you like, Habakkuk chapter 2. Um, he says, this is amazing. He says, I will stand by my watch and set myself on their rampart and watch to see what he will say to me. Do you hear that? He says, I will stand by my watch, set myself on the rampart, and I will watch to see what he will say and what I will answer when I am corrected. Let me know that one of the first things in coming to God in prayer is you got to be, you got to know that God's going to bring correction. He comes to bring not only to give us what we desire, but he also comes to bring correction to get us right. Amen. So we got to receive that from God. God will give you a word and it may come sometimes a little harsh, but you know it comes packed with love. And if there are some things in your life that God that needs to be changed, then just open your heart and say, God, correct me. And sometimes God will do that. I believe oftentimes God, usually you know when you're already off course, because God probably already told you. But sometimes he'll, he'll confirm that through another voice. Somebody usually you don't like that will tell you about yourself. Somebody say amen. <laughs> Y'all didn't seem too excited about that. But look at one more verse. I want to, and then we're going to go into prayer. Psalm, First uh, Kings, nineteen. First Kings, nineteen, verses eleven through thirteen. Here you find Elijah got a word. He was had just destroyed the prophets of Baal. God had just did a mighty work through this man. I mean, all those 400 prophets who had come against Elijah, and Elijah had prayed, and Elijah challenged the people, whose side are you on? And let the real God answer by fire. You know, who, whoever the real God is, because they were serving the gods of Moab and all of these people. And, and, so, and so Elijah was there, and God moved, and, and God, and they prayed, Elijah prayed and God answered his prayer through fire. He says, whoever the real God is will answer prayer through fire. So God answered prayer through fire and burned up the sacrifice, burned up the woods. And then all the prophets of Baal was destroyed. Jezebel was kind of like the, the leader of the prophets. And they were all serving on her behalf. And she sent word to Elijah. says, you know what? I'm going to kill you. I'm going to get rid of you. By this time tomorrow, I'm going to kill you for what you did to my prophets. Now, you would think that a man who had just had one of the greatest victories in his life, just destroyed all those people. God came down. I mean, no, if God came down and answered by fire, you might, you might have some faith. God came and answered by fire, and God brought about a victory. So here's this man who just experienced a move of God, and then right after an incredible move of God, Trouble comes. How I many of you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, right? Trouble comes. I mean, right? You'll find a lot of times right after God moving in incredible ways, trouble comes. Here he gets a word. 
you would think that he would say, Jezebel, I ain't worried about you. Jezebel, who are you? God, my God just answered by fire, and we just wiped out a whole bunch of prophets. Who are you? I, mean, I might be tempted to say that, right? But you know what this brother did? He duck, tucked his tail, and he ran. <laughs> a lot of theories on why he ran, but I believe that a big part of the reason for running is that he was just tired. How many of you just ever been tired? You keep fighting. Every time you win a battle, there's something else coming around the corner. And every now and then, you just get tired. It's not that, it's not that you don't love God. It's not that you're not sincere. It's not that you're backsliding, I hope. <laughs> it's just that the battle has been raging for so long, and I'm, I'm tired. I got no more in the tank. I'm running on empty. Elijah just kind of felt like he was all by himself. He kind of felt like, God, I've been serving you, and I've been worshiping you. And God, and I've been doing all this work. And, but, you know, God, every time I turn around, I'm running. Somebody's always after my life. I'm being threatened all the time. God, I want it to be over. I want there to be a peace, a place in my life where I have peace. I don't have, well, just, just give me a season, Lord. I mean, ever ask God for just a season. God, just give me, just give me a, a year of peace, no trouble. Give me two, three years, God, because I've been in it for 10 years. I've been, God, just give me just a little space whereby, whereby I can just enjoy this life. She says, I'm going to get you. And he ran. And uh, God says to him in verse, and this is 1 Kings chapter 9. 19, verse number 9. And there he went into a cave. <laughs> Where did he go? In a cave. Now, this brother, how do you know he's running to depression? You know, one of the things I love about the Bible is that real people of God, they struggle. You know, men of faith, they struggle too. So what that tells me is that I'm in good company sometimes because I when I go through it every now and then. I don't have to be perfect. And so he went into a cave, spent the night in that place. Now he's all by himself. He's in the cave, brothers on the run. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him and he said to him, what are you doing here, Elijah? Elijah, why are you here? I've called you to, to do something. What's, what's wrong? So he said, verse 10, so he said, I've been very zealous. In other words, I've been on fire for God. I've been serving God with everything I got. How I many you know what I'm talking about? You've been doing right. You've been serving God. You've been doing everything you know to do. He said, I've been very zealous. I've been, I've been zealous. I've been on fire for God. I mean, I go into church. I'm, I'm paying my tithes. I'm treating people right. I ain't cussing nobody out. I'm blessing people. I am doing everything, God, you require for me to do. I've done it all. I've been very zealous for the Lord God of hosts. I've served you, God. I haven't given over to the things of this world. I've served you. But then look what he says. He said, for the children of Israel have forsaken your covenant. He said, your people have gone crazy. And, and listen to this. They've forsaken your covenant, torn down your altars, and killed your prophets with the sword. And here's the thing. He says, I alone am left. I'm all by myself. 
How many of you have ever felt alone? <laughs> he says, I'm all by myself. I've been fighting this battle on my own. Then he said in verse 11, go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord. So he goes out, and I want you to hear this. He goes out, he stands on the mountain before the Lord. And the, behold, the Lord passed by. Now I want you to remember that. The Lord passed by. The Lord passed by. And who found Elijah where he was? It was God, right? God, God saw him. God was there. And the Lord passed by. And a great strong wind tore into the mountains and broke the rocks in pieces before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. <laughs> and after the wind, an earthquake. God got to be in the earthquake, right? God got to be in the wind. It got to be in the earthquake. You know, wind, when the, we just had the storm. How I many of you know, remember that when we had the storm a day or two ago, you can hear the wind whistling. You know, when, when the wind comes, it comes sometimes real strong, doesn't it? God wasn't, he wasn't in that. After the wind, there was an earthquake. Surely, God, this God is real loud. This is earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire. And after the fire, a still, small voice. I've learned over the years that when God speaks, it's usually a still, small voice. He is the ultimate and consummate gentleman. He is. He's gentle when he talks to you. Even when he have to rebuke you, he rebuke you with a, with a kind of a loving voice. Amen. A still small voice. So if God then speaks to Elijah and give Elijah an assignment and Elijah goes on his way God doesn't entertain all the other stuff about, you know, God just tells him, hey, you know what? I got people that's, that's following me. I got people that's doing the work. I need you to get up. I need you to go and do what I'm asking you to do. And God told him to do it, and Elijah got up, saddled up, and he did it. Now, here's, here's the point. God always talks to his kids. It's important that you know that. We serve a God of the living and not the dead. Amen? He always talks to us. The question is, how often do we listen? You ever try to talk to somebody? And they talk, and they talk, and they talk, and they talk. And you're trying to get a point across. And you can't get your point across. And one of the things you say to them, you're, you're not listening. How many times have God said to us, I've been giving you answers. I've been talking to you, but you won't listen. You won't sit down because you're too busy. You're running too much. And then when you pray to me, you're always doing all the talking. I want you to talk to me, but... You remember my Holy Spirit. I, I want to I get, I want to tell you what you need to do. 
God is saying tonight, that he want to tell us what to do. So he want to speak to us in God's voice a lot of times, oftentimes, more than I. After you lay your heart bare before the Lord, you need to learn to take some time and just sit quietly and listen. For some of us, that's very hard. Because some of us are really, as they would say today, I mean, they come up with phraseologies for all stuff. You got ADHD and ADD. I don't know all these different things. You know, you're hyper. You're, you're go-getter, you know. And so you really have to struggle to make yourself sit down. And then when you sit quietly, you have to fight the temptation to go to sleep. But God, God told me this morning, actually, he says, and I was riding into work. I did go to work one day this week. I went in this morning. And you know, I'm oftentimes praying. And God just told me, silent. Don't say nothing. Just sit. Don't say nothing. So I drive down the road. I, ain't, I didn't say one word. And God just started pouring into me. And he reminded me of some things that I've been talking, but you ain't been listening. We're going to pray tonight. But I thought that we would do something a little bit different in the prayer meeting. Amen. We're going to pray and we're going to tell God what we want. But let's just say for the next 10 to 15 minutes. As she's going to at least going to play some soft music in the background. Let's just take some time. You can get on your knees. You can feel free to walk around. Whatever you need to do. And we're going to ask God to speak to us tonight. He got some instrumental music. We want to ask God to speak to us tonight and allow him to share. So if, you, if there's something you want God to do, ask him now. And you can get on knees, you can pray, talk to God, and, how you, and then just take a moment and just, just listen quietly. We're going to do that for the next 15 minutes. Is that okay? Now, you're going to be praying during this time. But be very focused. Take this time and say, God, speak to me. Now, here's what's going to happen. God is going to speak. He's going to speak to you. He's going to speak. Because we've asked him to speak. Father, you know the hearts of every person in here tonight. You know our needs. Father, you know what's happening, Lord. And so tonight, in the spirit of prayer, God, we want to posture ourselves tonight to listen to your voice. We want to listen to you tonight. And so, Lord, will you please minister? People are looking for direction. They need answers to problems. They need answers to challenges. They're asking you to move, Father, in various aspects and ways. And so, God, we want to take a moment and sit before your presence and let you speak. Everybody is focused. Everybody is zoned in tonight. Will you please speak to your children by your Holy Spirit? Drop a word. Drop a revelation. Drop wisdom. 
then church, afterwards then if somebody has something that God spoke to you and you want to share, then, then we want you to come up and do that. But let's take the next 10 to 15. Let's just listen for the Lord.